right, we are back. What's going on, guys? It is episode number 37 of the Chasing Waypoints podcast. And do we have some stuff going on? It's been an absolute busy week, but we do have some stuff going on. And that is going to be over on the other side of the pond. Rally to Morocco or Morocco Rally. For those of you playing the home game in full swing. So I am, I've been trying to keep up with it. It has just been an absolute buried week at work. Uh, lost track of how many hours I put in and it's been a very, very interesting ride so far this week. But, but we're back and I did miss an episode. I do apologize for that. That was not the intent, but that was it. There's nothing left in the tank. So... I figure, well, you know what? I got to get on here and talk about something. And do we have something to talk about? So, no guests this time around, but we are going to be talking about the Morocco Rally this time around. That is going on right now, Northern Africa. And it is uh, it's shaping up to be pretty cool. So the big news there, a couple of big things going on. Turn down the party here a little bit. Had some... Uh, First and foremost, uh, the new KTM and Husqvarna bikes are out and about. Debuted at the Morocco Rally. That's going to be the bike they're going to be taking to Dakar, it looks like. I'm sure there'll be some changes between now and then because, well, I'm pretty sure they want that title back from Honda. So that's what I'm thinking. But overall, if you look at the motorcycles, kind of get into that first. uh, Just looking at both the bikes, they really do... They did change the the trellis frame or ladder frame design where the motor was hanging. Uh, They did change that down, and now it is more like a full wraparound frame, like what your traditional motocross bike would be. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, you look at it, and and watching uh, some of the videos of Skylar Howes riding, um, you can see the top of the knee a little bit more on the bike. So it seems like it's narrower at the knees. Um for them and then the bike just overall looks like it's a lighter machine so oh well at least to make it look light you know i don't know it'd be interesting to see what the what the weight is on the new versions uh on it uh, but you could definitely tell there's some difference on the bike they just look a little smaller than than the rally bikes of last year so uh i'm curious to see how they perform i'm actually kind of a fan of the windscreen i like how the uh, the newer windscreen's got kind of a fold in it uh i was a big fan of the previous generation windscreens uh, on those bikes and they went away into the one where I'm uh, I'm gonna call it the shovel head look um, so they did do that and I'm you know I'm curious to see uh, Skyler out there and and see what he does um, and then their teammates so I am looking for they got those two bikes and then you've got of course the KTM boys uh, running around out there as well so uh, looking to see how that bike performs over the week over the stages so Rally to Morocco, formerly known as the Atlas Rally, starting back in 1982, uh, moved moved across and was 82. And it's changed hands a few. Um, I was reading on their website, right? It's changed hands a few times uh, over the years and went from uh, ran right up to about the 1990s, late 90s. Then it disappeared for a minute and then it came back uh, in the early 2000s under new ownership. And so it's kind of evolved 
uh, changed hands again in 2019, but basically started as the Atlas Rally and then now has transformed into the Morocco Rally, so ran in North uh, North Africa. So really, really cool event. Um, if you guys are following their social media, there's some real like picturesque stuff. They were playing in uh, Stage 2. They were playing in the dunes this time around. Uh, we saw some um, some video footage of one of the Honda boys uh, bearing the front tire in the sugar sand. And, well, I'm sure that wasn't fun. But um, still, I, I just think that that, uh, that area of, of Africa and, and what I've seen so far is really awesome. Uh, I know KTM, when they did the 790, uh, I believe it was the Morocco Desert Challenge um, that they were doing out there. And so... Uh, there's, there's a few things I got to go back and check on that one, but I remember that they did do a KTM event out there for the 790. Uh, so that would have been awesome to go out, uh, when that came out, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, so let's see what else, what else we got going on here. So, uh, stage two, uh, from what I saw on the website, they're about five hours away from the start of stage three. It is Sunday evening here in San Diego. Uh, so we're looking, um, probably, they're going to be racing overnight, so hopefully we'll wake up to some more news going on. Uh, but basically, we got two classes that we're keeping an eye on. The first class is Rally GP. Those are the big chorizos of the Rally Raid world. That is the Ricky Brabecks, uh, Toby Prices, Ross Branches, uh, Andrew Shorts, uh, Benavides, uh, Howes, all of those guys wrapped up into that class. So uh, that is the, 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 I don't want to call it the money class, but those are your factory guys, factory, factory. So uh, this has been uh, been an interesting one, uh, starting with those guys. And then the other one is uh, Rally 2. So Rally 2 is kind of your more catch-all class, uh, the up-and-comers. Uh, for instance, uh, Mason Klein, the young gun here in uh, Rally Raid. Uh, he's been working his way up, and we'll talk about that in the standings here in just a little bit. But um, right now, so recapping back from the prologue. So for people that are new to rally and don't uh, really know what it is, prologue can simply be put as qualifying. So that helps get people sorted into their starting order and what they're going to be doing. Usually it's a short stage uh, where they can run around and and basically post their time. And that's going to determine the next day starting order. Um, A bit of strategy. So the first person out uh, on stage one is the one sweeping and opening the track. So that one, and then guy number two, and then number three, and then number four, and then number five, they're all laying down tracks. So it's that guy in front that's at the biggest disadvantage, um, unless they're a very strong navigator and, and have a good feel for the area and and, and are really, really in tune. Um, it's very easy to lose a lot of time. And then especially when you've got all these guys behind you uh, that are going to be picking up um, picking up your tracks and, and it's able to, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of the actual navigation part. So what I'm looking at is, uh, the stage one res- or prologue results. Uh, we had Rodriguez from the hero motorsports team, uh, set the fastest time on that one. Uh, then Toby price in that number two spot, uh, Ross branch, uh, number three, uh, Cammy was in that number four, uh, Bueller five Benavides. Uh, six, Skyler House, seven. Uh, then you have Santolino in that number eight, Walkner in the number nine, and then Andrew Short bringing out that top 10 or rounding out the top 10. Um, so all good spots. I think Skyler House in the prologue stage, that's a really good spot to be in in that seven spot. He's got a few guys in front of him, fast guys also, so um, that he's going to have some tracks to to follow into uh, into the desert. So that puts, like I said, it it, it is a... 
there is some strategy to this. They are kind of almost picking their spot. And interesting enough, you just roll down the list. You've got uh, Sunderland in 11th, uh, Van Beveren, Adrian Van Beveren in that uh, Yamaha rally bike, uh, 12th. Uh, Kevin Benavides, uh, 13th uh, on the Red Bull or Red Bull KTM team. Uh, Dissel Trey on that 14th. Mano, 15th. Concalves uh, on the Sherco in 16th. Uh, Daniel Sanders on the Gas Gas, 17th. And then we kind of go down a little bit down further. And then you've got in 20th, you've got Ricky Brabeck, uh, John Bort in that 21. And then in that 22 spot, you've got Nacho Cornejo. So all three. Honda Rally guys all together sitting in that 20th spot. So they're going to have a lot of choices going into that first stage of lines and stuff like that. So most people you think they would have gotten right. So it would take a little bit of the pressure uh, off of the navigation. Although from what I understand in rally, you still want to navigate your own rally. But uh, if there's ever a, a, a quick indecision, I'm thinking that, you know, having those multiple tracks in front of you uh, are going to help get you out there. So that was pretty much the starting order for uh, leg one. That was the prologue. Uh, stage again that is like qualifying and, and determining uh how everybody's going to shake out uh for that race and how they're going to line up uh so rally gp in stage one after that first stage uh let's see here going through these things and it's kind of a their tracking system for rally to Morocco. it's actually pretty cool uh when it's live but to find and go back to the results i'm finding that there's an error on the web page so it makes it a little bit difficult but uh, going back, so classification after stage one, and this is, again, the Rally GP class. Uh, you had Bereda out front uh, setting the pace, three hours, 25 minutes, and 57 seconds. Ricky Brabeck in that number two spot, uh, he was at three hours, 26, and 51. He was just 54 seconds slower uh, than Bereda on that one. And then Quintanilla uh, in that number three spot uh, also. So top three for Honda, uh, not a bad place, filling up that podium for that uh, first stage. Uh, then from there in that number four spot was going to be Matthias Wachner. And then in that number five spot, Daniel Sanders. So uh, top five separated by six minutes and 59 seconds to be exact. Adrian Van Baren in that number six spot uh, on that Yamaha WR450. He is at three hours, 34 minutes for that first stage, eight minutes behind the pace. Uh, then you've got uh, Nacho Cornejo in that number seven spot. Uh, he is down 336, 17 and about 10 minutes out of that top spot. So... Uh, from there, you're rounding out the top 10 is Luciano Benavides in that number eight spot. Cami Franco or Franco Cami in that number nine spot. Uh, Stefan Svitka. I don't know how I'm going to murder that name uh, in that number 10 spot. And then just got to kind of going down. Andrew Short finishing up stage one and 14th. Uh, then looking down the list here, see any other uh, any other big, big guys. Uh, Skylar Howes uh, down in that 23rd spot. Um, and then. Uh, How do we send these guys an email? Husqvarna 450 Rally Factory Replica. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is not a replica. Just saying. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I saw keeping up on Skyler's uh, social media. I did see it it was a bit of a tough day for him out in uh, Lake One. And I did see a couple other comments about that, that they did get a lot of weather out there, uh, wind blowing, sandstorms. And so not going to make it easy. It's trying to navigate blindfolded. So. I don't know. I guess you could call it the equivalent of uh, driving on the freeway with your eyes closed. I don't know. Well, they have the tarantarans, but I don't know if that's actually legit. Yeah, don't do it. Do not drive on the freeway with your eyes closed to try and figure out if that's what they experienced at the Morocco rally. That is my uh, advisory 
or waiver. We're not responsible. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Toby Price all the way down in 25th, Ross Branch down in 26th. So uh, interesting to see, you know, how that how that stage shook out and and made things kind of move in, in a different direction. So I'm curious to see how uh, stage two and three shake out for these guys. So then again, that is after stage one for the Rally GP class. Let's see, taking the results here for... All right, so stage two results. Uh, Matthias Wachner lays down the fast lap or lays down the fast line uh, on a 340-32. Then Nacho Cornejo in that number two spot uh, running all the way up uh, just a minute and 19 seconds back. Uh, Then in the number three spot, it was uh, Pablo Quintanilla. uh, Three hours, 43 minutes and 22 seconds, finishing out 250 behind. Uh, and then from there, we've got Daniel Sanders on the Gascas, uh, finishing up in that number four spot, 344.12, and three minutes and 40 seconds behind. Uh, Kevin Benavides in the number five spot, Ross Branch in the number six spot, Ricky Brabeck in that number seven spot, uh, and then Sam Sunderland in the number eight spot, Skylar Howes in the number nine, and then Joaquin Rodriguez rounding out the top ten. So, and there it is again. Wait, even Sam Sunderland? There's no way Sam Sunderland's also on a repli- uh, factory replica. I'm going to have to send an email to these guys. So, yeah. So, that was the results. Top 10 results for Stage 2 of the Rally GP class. And then overall, um, so this is cumulative time standing. Let's see here. We have got... Let me take a look here. It looks like we've got... Uh, Matthias Wachner is going to be leading the Morocco Rally through stage two. Uh, going to be at seven hours, 12 minutes, and 11 seconds. Uh, then from there, in that number two spot, is going to be uh, Pablo Quintanilla on the Honda 450 Rally. Uh, seven hours, 12 minutes, and 30 seconds, just 19 seconds off the pace of Matthias Wachner. And then Ricky Brabeck in the number three spot, another Honda CR 450 Rally. Seven hours, 13 minutes, 11 seconds is exactly one minute out of the lead for the Morocco Rally. Uh, then right behind him is going to be John Barreta Bort. Uh, John Barreta Bort. Bort Barreta. Uh, in that number four spot, teammate there, Honda CRF 450 Rally. And that's seven hours, 15 minutes, and 12 seconds. Uh, he's going to be three minutes and one second off the top spot. Daniel Sanders on the gas gas. Going to be in that number five spot. Then that is seven hours, 17 minutes. And then Nacho Cornejo in the number six spot on the Honda CRF 450 Rally. He's also going to be about seven minutes back. And that's seven hours, 18 minutes and eight seconds for him. Kevin Benavides in the number seven spot for him. And then it's going to be Adrian Van Baron in that. Beveren in that number eight spot on the Yamaha WR 450. Sam Sunderland in the number nine spot on the 450 rally uh, from KTM. Luciano Benavides in that number 10 spot on the Husky 450 rally. Then it's uh, Joaquin Rodriguez in the number 11 spot. Dissoltre in that 12 spot. Andrew Short in the 13th spot. Uh, then it's Antonio Majo, Majo uh, in the number 14 spot. Skyler Howes in the 15 spot, 41 minutes and 22 seconds back. So a little bit of, little bit of a gap there to make up, but um, not completely out. It's, it's, uh, it'll be an uphill battle, but uh, we've seen it. So anything can happen. Uh, then from there, Goncalves, uh in that number six, uh, 16 spot. Then it is Daniel Jager Nosiglia. No Jagger. Jagger. Hmm. 
he is on a KTM 450 rally. Uh, in that number 17 spot, Ross Branch in the number 18, Tony Pr- Toby Price in the number 19 spot. And then is Huapio Cerruti, Jacopo, Jacopo, Cerruti in that number 20 spot. Lorenzo Santolino in that number 21 spot. Then it's Milan Engel in that 22. 23 is going to be uh, Harith Noah. Um, forgive me if you're listening to this and I'm butchering your name, but on the Shirko 450. Uh, then in the number 24 spot, Matteo Dovenzi, uh, 8 hours, 31 minutes. So from front to back, all the way, 1 hour, 19 minutes, and 2 seconds. So that is a that is the gap. That is all the way from the top spot to the back. So that is after leg 2, or the second stage in the Rally GP class. Once again, that are those are the elite guys of Rally Raid. So, all right, switching it over to Rally 2. So Rally 2... Uh, we have uh, none other than, let's see here, and they don't have the results posted for, or they didn't put it up on their Facebook, but uh, let me see here, get a drink of water. All right, and we're back. Uh, okay, so uh, in the uh, Rally 2 class, so Rally 2 is kind of more the the broad spectrum class, uh, you'll see riders that are not, um, they're almost, um, I think their next step is to be signed. So, uh, which I think is going to be coming soon for the guy that's put the bike, uh, on a top podium spot twice now. So two stages in and two podiums up on the top step. So rally to the start list. So once again, the prologue stage, uh, shaking everybody around, and that's going to be the uh, starting order for stage one and stage two, or stage one. Um, and that saw uh, Riviera Guillen. Uh, oh, let me see here. Uh, that is in the man. It's a little bit different how they do this uh, on here, but let me f- see if we can find these here. Um, but pretty stoked to see. Um, might as well just let the cat out of the bag. Um, seeing uh, Mason Klein. Uh, both uh, stage one and stage two taking over that top spot um, in the uh, in the rally two class. Uh, so putting together two stage wins, that's absolutely epic. Um, I'm sure that he is excited about that. I did see uh, an update from him um, where he was feeling a little bit uh, a little tired and dehydrated. I guess he did have uh, he did have his uh, shoulder bugging him a little bit. Um, so. I'm thinking that uh, it's probably uh, going to slow him down a little bit, but it, that was at the end of stage one, and for stage two, he goes back and backs it up with another win. So uh, I'm absolutely stoked to see that. Uh, stage one for him was, uh, and if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm having trouble finding the results of prologue for these guys, but uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Mason would be seventh off the line uh, for the first stage um, and then would end up putting the bike uh, on the top spot uh, finishing with three hours, 52 minutes and five seconds. Uh, and then it was going to be Camille Chaparelli, Chaparelli, uh, three hours, 54 minutes and 14 seconds. So about two minutes and nine seconds behind, uh, Paolo Lucci, uh, in the number three spot, uh, four hours, seven minutes and 17 seconds. So about 15 minutes back. So a little bit of a gap there now in the top three, 15 minutes apart. Uh, again, that is for, uh, the first leg of the class. Uh, let me see if we can find really quickly uh, leg two 
which has been, uh, here we go, that's Rally 2. And then we've got, no, that's not that one. Uh, 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 uh. Rally GP classification after, uh, yeah, so I don't think they've posted it on their, uh, I don't think they've posted it on social media yet. And I know that their website is not updating or they're like deleting the um, deleting the uh, previous results or they're not accessible. So hopefully they get that fixed and we can get it up and, and start um, looking over it and getting all the information uh, out there. I'd like to do another recap show before the rally is over and, and talk more about the results and, and how everything is going. But uh, but yeah, so big news there. Uh, Mason Klein. Uh, putting the taking uh, two stage wins already at the Morocco rally. So uh, the training and everything that he has been up to is definitely paying off. So um, if you guys remember and heard the episode with uh, Happy Dave and Dan Bart and Mason, uh, they're going to be back after the Morocco rally and they're going to be doing their training and charity ride um, or fundraiser ride uh, for Mason. You've got the one coming up, uh, SoCal Roadbook Rally, and then you've got the one over in Vegas with uh, happy Dave. So I think, uh, you got a lot, a lot going on in the rally raid world. Um, I did get, uh, I've been talking and there's a lot of, I haven't been on the microphone and talking and doing that stuff, but, uh, there has been a lot of planning and stuff going on in the background, um, as far as what to do for next year. So I'm hoping to travel, uh, to some of these events and stuff like that. And I got a couple rallies back East to catch up with. I've seen them before, but the sandblast rally has been the big one. Um, that I've I've heard and I've seen the social media about it a little bit. I know uh, uh, Steve Comrade has been out there uh, on the 850, I think even. He was on a BMW 850GS uh, and raced the thing. And so I'd love to uh, get a little bit of information, figure out who I need to talk to over there and uh, get some more info out on that rally. But, um, but yeah, I'm thinking next year, uh, as we're winding it down, right, we're already in October. Um, hell, next week we're going to be mid-October. Um, so I think that, uh, once, once everything shakes loose a little bit over these next couple of months, next year, start looking at what rallies to travel to and, um, and do some coverage. So I'm absolutely looking forward to that, but, uh, I'll be bringing some more information, uh, on the Sandblast rally and some of the other rallies and things that we find. Uh, and if you know of an event and want to talk a little bit about it and your experience in it, hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram and we can uh, we can chat a little bit about it. We still got to catch up on the Coda rally because the Coda rally went off uh, Utah, Colorado here a couple weeks back. And it was absolutely I, everybody was blown away. I'm seeing some of the uh, if you guys were listening to the uh, Dave Black episode in Couch to Dakar, um, we talked a little bit about uh, how he was getting ready for his goal of the Dakar. And he was on his way out the door to go to the Kota rally. And seeing some of his videos and what happened and what what uh, the scenery and the stuff that they did out there was just absolutely amazing. So it was a really really good, um, really good event. Uh, my my hats off to Mike for pulling all of that off um, and and putting the work in. I, I it was a two year recipe. Uh, if you guys want to know more about that event, there is a whole episode and where we sit down and talk with him uh, about the Kota Rally. So just uh, browse through it. You'll see it. It's a few episodes ago. Uh, where we talked about it, but absolutely, I'm 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 blown away. I'm I'm excited because that is like one of the events that's it's. I think that it's going to, or it has laid out the groundwork, 
and he's already hit the ground running. Like he's already posting. I've seen some pictures of uh, Rally Navigator and all that. So he's he's already working on next year's iteration of it. So absolutely stoked to see that. And then from there, uh, let's see what else have we got. We've got those two rides coming up to help Mason for his Dakar effort. Uh, and then we're going to be at the Dakar in January uh, in almost no time. So I wish I was going to the Dakar, but uh, but. Uh, in talking to Chris from Motominded, there's some other events that we want to check out too, like KTM Adventure Rally and uh, some of the other things that are that are going on. I know that they do another big ride as well. Uh, if you go back and rewind, there is the episode that where we did talk to Chris from Motominded, and he talks about the uh, some of the uh, trail uh, conservations uh, rides that they do out there and 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 organize. And so, definitely want to get some eyes on that one, but. I'm I'm kind of excited. I finally uh finally I think I got a a skinny bike coming. Um going to do the uh the rally light setup, so motorminded tower and then uh and it's actually the bike's already <laughs> really pretty set up, so uh not going to need much, but I'm absolutely stoked to to get that into the garage. Going to take a little bit to get it down uh from Washington, but um yeah. Should be good. Uh, and then from there, uh, get that one doing. Uh, finally got the jewelry, the final piece of jewelry for the uh, KTM 790. Uh, got that WP Pro component shock from Conflict uh, Motorsports for the rear of that bike. So it is sitting in the garage. I was going to try and uh, throw a leg over it and go run it down the road uh, a little bit today and just kind of start working on setup. And I don't know. I get excited. I like the idea of setting up a bike, right, and trying to feel for... Uh, the things that I want it to do and, and, and having it like just feel good. Now, will I ever be, uh, Skylar house uh, doing a skid plate check in, uh, the Barstow desert? No. Uh, but it's good to dream. And obviously I don't, I don't know that the 790 could do. I mean, Quinn Cody could do it on the 790. Quinn Cody could do anything on the 790. Um, but you know, we'll see, or the 890, but either way, I think that, uh, it just, I, Setting up a bike, getting it comfortable, getting it predictable is the best thing that you can do uh, suspension wise. And then it's almost like now uh, after my experience with this has been now do the suspension first and then go through the catalogs and order all the orange pieces and all the blue and all the whatever color your bike is and you want to make it because um, that's going to make the biggest difference. I and mean, if you're going to enjoy it, you're going to get way more mileage, uh, way more smiles per dollar out of that. So. Um, you know, you've got, there's a lot of suspension shops in town. This time around, we went with conflict motorsports, uh, for the 790. So, uh, but check it out. I mean, you, you know, you want to look and see the locals and talk to people and see who, um, you know, who, what people are using and maybe hell, if you could throw a leg over their bike and kind of see it and, and, you know, if you notice it or, or, you know, it, it's all preference, um, and rider ability. You know, and like uh, in talking to Alex and his uh, on his episode, we talked about that and uh, how the uh, rider profile uh, that people submit. Um, well, sometimes we'll go with uh, embellished. So I think that uh, being honest with your skill set and what you can actually do on a bike uh, and then talking to your suspension guy is definitely going to make all the difference in the world. So I would definitely go that route. But I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Mason. You know, he's got two out there and I, I wish I had the overall standings, but I don't uh, they haven't posted them. So I can't see what it is 
uh, right at this time. I'm just kind of thumbing through these pages again really quick, but um, kind of a bummer, but I mean, two podiums. So I'm glad that he's uh, he's putting that bike up on top. Um, sounds like he is getting getting used to it, and he did spend some time. I know he was at uh, Jordi Bilbao's place. I think it's called Rally Station um, in Spain. So leading up to the Morocco Rally, so he's already kind of familiar and has been using the bike. So I'm sure he's uh, he's happy and stoked about that. But um, I don't know. I'm gonna send him a message on social media uh, or text him and see if I can't get uh, get him on the line, and we can do a. Uh, we could do a quick episode and and just kind of a recap after his uh, third day uh, out at the Morocco Rally. So I think that that will be uh, that would be pretty cool. And so we're rooting for we're rooting for Skyler to get back up there. We've got Ricky Brabeck also up there in the hunt. So uh, looking forward to see those guys post uh, post their results and and yeah. So man, I think it'd be cool to travel to some of these places. I tell you, if you haven't already heard, there's there's been a common theme on all these episodes about rally raid. Is if you want to see the world, got to get on a rally bike. So, anyway, so that's today's episode. Cutting it short today, just thirty minutes uh, for the episode. But next week, I'll look to have a little bit more, and then we'll also uh, going to start a new series. I've been working on these um, that'll probably air midweek, but not as frequently. Uh, but we're going to be doing some tech talk stuff. So uh, if there are certain components to a bike uh, that you have thought like, oh, well, this doesn't uh, it doesn't provide any value or the other words, black magic or whatever. You know, if there's a component of the bike that you really would want to deep dive and know about that, I'm going to be reaching out to the guys that know about those things um, and we'll get them on the show and we'll get your questions answered. So. Uh, already had a few people reach out, which is actually really awesome, and I'm stoked for that. Um, so we've got a couple of guests. I'm not going to talk who they about who they are yet, but uh, you'll be catching them. So all the more reason to subscribe and be ready to go, so you get alerted uh, when the new episodes come out. Uh, also keep an eye on social media. So we're going to be uh, doing some videos on there as well uh, with some updates and stuff like that. So. Uh, keep an eye on the Chasing Waypoints website as well. So more information coming there. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 stoked. So it's uh, we're in the the planning phase and and we're getting stuff out there and getting stuff going. So I am looking forward to catching up with uh, with people at these events. So with that being said, here's the address. That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys for the next episode. Remember, shiny side up, and don't forget to tag us. We want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to. Have a great week. Bye.